Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. And welcome to the Galactic Dads Podcast. We are your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. Of course, that can include bits of dad advice for any daddy issues. We talk comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and whatever else strikes us as worthy to talk about. And today, that's going to include a fun myriad of things. We'll have some new daddy issues that are old man status. We'll tell you Mm -hmm. what that is. Not great. Uh, we've also got some great TV show stuff to cover, including a wonderful little bow-wrapped gift for this holiday season that Disney Plus is dropping us. We'll let you Merry know what Christmas. that is. Holidays are best. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're also going to talk a couple of movies. We'll talk very briefly about Shang-Chi, as not everyone here has seen it. We'll talk the Matrix 4 trailer, and we're also going to break down the latest What If episodes from Disney Plus. So we'll talk uh, episodes three through six. And then, of course, that will lead us all the way up to the big PlayStation news that we will be covering. And, of course, we're going to talk comics uh, and do some dad jokes. And don't forget those beers of the week. So, um, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that we catalog all of our beers of the week every week on the Untapped app. Uh, it's a great social media platform you can use to see what your friends are drinking, share what you're drinking, and get some ideas for for your next beer adventure. Uh, find us on there. We're at Galactic Dads. Come be our friend. Toast us. Share your beers so we can figure out what we're going to drink next time we record because we're always looking for something new. So... I'm going to go ahead and start since I'm on the mic already. Uh, do it. Take it away. All right. So I grabbed a local brew here that I happen to be a big fan of. It's from our friends at Friendship Brewing Company, Wentzville, Missouri, not too far from St. Louis. You get the Big Nose IPA. It's India Pale Ale, 7% alcohol by volume. Uh, it's a nice beer. It's not too hoppy. It's not going to beat you to death. Um, but uh, you definitely know you're drinking a pale ale, which I like. Um, I love Friendship Brewery. Number one, because their beers are good. Number two, because the atmosphere and everything that they have at the brewery itself is really good. So uh, I'm enjoying this one. Yeah, I really enjoy Friendship as well. You know, Friendship in general, but also the brewery. It's a great (laughs) spot. Good location. Uh, I, myself, this week am drinking a Sweetwater Brewing Company Hazy IPA. And this bad boy is, you know, hazy, but it's also juicy, fresh, and double dry hopped. Uh, it is a 6.2% alcohol by volume beer. Uh, and it's, you know, honestly, it's quite tasty. Yeah, you know, I'm going to like, steal one of those. Yeah, just here. so you know. Tell I'll, you what. I'll try oh, you on the coolers right next to yeah, you. Yeah. You go for it. Thank uh, you. Grab one of those. But yeah, no, it's got a it's got a nice, good flavor. It's got. You know, when you just sit there and you're like, what is this beer? And the only thing I can think of is good. Like, it's just right without being overpowering. Right. That's what I you love know, about hazy like IPAs. Over hopped. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so, what I like about hazy IPAs. You don't feel like you're going to have a migraine headache the next morning from drinking three of them. Yeah, which is nice. Yes. Who wants one of those? No one, ever. Oh, my God. Some of the stouts <laughs> last week. Was it last week, week before? Dude, oh, I man. felt like a bus hit me uh, the next morning. But I'm not going to get that with this, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Well, you know we're getting back into stout season, so you might as well start getting yourself mentally prepared for the migraine. I've been training. Oh, I've good. been training, drinking good. a lot of water. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Look, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Real proud. Real proud. But anyway, that's it for Beers of the Week, guys. Uh, but you know what? It is still good to be back. As you can tell, it is B. And I'm joined by Laser Eric today. What's it, up, what's up? It is a dynamic duo of sorts. It's just us uh, right now. But for this episode, we're really excited because we've got um, kind of a joint episode with another podcast that we're going to record after this. Uh, so definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh, it will be with Geek Hops News. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the Patreon, you'll get to hear it first. That is correct as well as have access to a lot of other sweet stuff on the Patreon, including the super sweet merch that we have uh, and behind-the-scenes looks. You also get the completely unedited after-hours episodes. Uh, and we go, you know, full-blown dad. Like when dads had too many beers at your Little League game. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm talking we, about? we don't mess around. We think this is America. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You got it. Mm-hmm. This is America. So anyway, uh, what we're going to do is just get ready to move on in to those daddy issues. So I'm just going to say, I appreciate the fact that we're talking about old man status and I'm being the oldest one on the podcast. I appreciate the fact that it's not me complaining about the old man status first so thank you for that oh dude you know what i'm glad let's just go ahead we'll dive into it might as well okay so look for a daddy issue for me uh a little while ago uh, i was informed that i have a severe snoring issue and then that was confirmed when i woke up one day like i started waking myself up you know you ever like wake yourself up in the middle of the night i've done that and after a while i just got like kind of concerned about it uh, so finally, my wife was like, you need to do something about this. Uh, what she was telling me was, hey, you need to lose weight. And what I heard was, I snored before. I was this this heavy. And I'm not, like, <laughs> massively overweight. No, no, you're not. But, you know, I'm carrying probably an extra 25 pounds in, in baby weight, which I've sure. yet to shake off. Sure. I'm sure most of us probably are. So, you know how it is. Uh, but, no, I would wake up. And uh, the real kicker for me was the one time I woke up and, you know, that little hanging doohickey in the back of your throat, mm-hmm. your uvula? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was on my tongue. That's crazy. That's and that, crazy. That's why I knew I got to go see somebody. So I did. I ended up getting a, a home sleep study, which was cool. I got to sleep all strapped in and um, it wasn't comfortable at all. You know what? I'm, I'm going to post that picture in the Patreon. So how is it fair that a sleep study requires you to be all strapped into something? Because there's no way in hell I'm going to sleep through that. Well, all I really had to do was wear this thing around my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like a pulse oximer on a finger, and I wore a nasal cannula. Okay, that's not terrible. So it really wasn't that bad. That's not terrible. It wasn't okay. bad. 
Uh, the only problem was I had to tape that nasal cannula to my face. So in the morning, I was removing some hair because they give you medical tape to do it. <laughs> and that stuff sticks, bro. Yeah, that's not coming off. Yeah, you can hold the wing on airliner with that stuff. <laughs> it was impressive. Uh, so, no, I used that, and uh, that, that was fun. That was fun. I returned it, and they called me back, and uh, they're like, hey, we got your results. Um, you die at night. Uh, congratulations. Uh, it's Groundhog's Day for you. You wake up every day no matter what, surprisingly. And uh, I was like, yeah, I believe it. So they got me all hooked up. I went, I picked up this machine, which, by the way, super high tech. Mm-hmm. It's got its own built-in, like, cellular range device, so it doesn't even have to hook up to my Wi-Fi. But it communicates with the home office all of my medical data. That's that's wild. Yeah, that, that's I'm, wild. I actually don't think I'm okay with that because my insurance is like, hey, we're not gonna pay for this if you don't wear it at least four hours a night. Which sleeping, I have no problem sleeping four hours a night. That's easy, right? Sleeping with this thing on for four hours a night <laughs> is difficult. I'm trying to get used to it, uh, and it's it's pretty. Um, it's actually cool the way it's set up. Like objectively speaking, the way this thing works is it's super quiet. Like it, it just provides that continuous air to open up any airways. Uh, but the weird part is breathing back against that continuous pressure is like normally you, your breathing is usually automatic, right? right? It's not something you think about and regulate. You can, but if you stop thinking about it, you continue to breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't switch into the auto function yet. Like the whole gotcha. time it's on, I'm very conscious about my breathing and, and how it works. So I don't relax and fall asleep. You're conscious of the effort required to breathe out. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. And even when I stop thinking about it, like I'll do it for a little bit. And then all of a sudden I feel like my breathing's weird. And I instantly start thinking about it again. So it's really hard to sleep with this thing. Hmm. However, there's a feature on the machine. There's like, turn the ramp on. And then it'll be really low pressure to start. You fall asleep and the pressure increases. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give that a shot. We'll see how it goes. Um, RIP, though, to my sex life. My wife looked at me and was like, just started laughing. I'm <laughs> wearing this hose to my face. And I was like, that's, that's it. That's it. Mid 30s. It's over. Yeah. But see, the next time you go to get busy right in the middle of it, you got to put that thing on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, we're taking this out of town with us. I need it to sleep. <laughs> this is what you get for laughing at me. <laughs> it's going to be really weird. Like, I'm going to start, like, horrendously coughing during, like, breathing oh, heavy. I'll be, it's going to be awful. Yeah, the first time you go to, yeah, first time you go to breathe heavy, you're going to, like, go into some kind of yeah. anaphylactic shock or something like that. Because you can't open your mouth with this thing. Oh, if you God. do, all the air, like, escapes. Like, the <laughs> continuous pressure escapes. So, it's, it's... It's I'm ha- I'm having a moment. So this you're is, a balloon, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like a half inflated balloon. Half inflated balloon. Yeah. Okay. It's weird, man. All right. It's it's one of the stranger things I've ever dealt with. But Which you mean, got it because you need help sleeping. Yeah. Like you, I I would like to wake up and feel refreshed one day in my life. Right. Right. I'm hoping that that is what comes from this. Yeah. How much does it suck waking up more tired than you were when yeah. you went to bed? Yeah. Or just waking up feeling like I got hit by a bus. And, like, I know how it sounds on the show, but I'm not hungover every morning. I swear. <laughs> I swear. Like, I should wake up feeling good. Yeah, it's that, probably more often than not that you're not hungover. Which is true, yeah. yeah. I'm usually 
only hung over the mornings after recordings. It's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> anyway, uh, watch. Do you have any daddy issues aside from my RIP for my CPAP? I mean, I, I so I have similar issues with sleeping. Um, I, I I have not gone to a doctor. Um, probably not going to in the near future for such things. But I think I think it's something that everybody kind of goes through. Um, I had somebody a long time ago tell me, oh, if you're having trouble sleeping, just get like Z-Quil or Benadryl or something that'll put you right out. Yeah, that's great. But then you wake up the next morning and you can't move your arms because you're still dead. And that's not fun. Um, so, you know, I'm always curious of what people use for their remedies and things like that. Because yeah, people have trouble sleeping for any number of reasons. It could be a breathing issue. It could be anxiety. It could be a heart problem. It could be whatever. So I'm always curious to hear what people experience and things like that. I'm the kind of person my mind moves about 10 miles a minute when I'm trying to go to sleep. So, you know, I'm, I've tried a few different home remedies, and some of them work better than others. And uh, La homebrew? I haven't got that far yet, but I might have to do that. So I've been trying to lose weight mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of less weight on the throat, mm-hmm. open it up, so... Uh, my wife has guilted me into being a, a fat sack of shit. And, uh, you know, I want to be better. Like, I just want to feel right, better. Right, right. So, I really do want to feel better. Um, and also, you know, with my father just having passed away and stuff, like, mortality is very real to me. Sure. In my mind. Sure. So I'm like, dude, let's, let's do a little better. Sure. Uh, I've, I've been meal prepping. Like, you too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so on Sunday, like, I go pretty crazy with the chicken and salmon. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, you get your veggies or cauliflowered rice now. Or rice cauliflower. My fault. Rice cauliflower is actually my side to most of these now. It's actually pretty solid. And uh, go get yourself a Blackstone, and I'll show you how to make cauliflower fried rice. Oh, I did that in the wok this yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I love the wok. I love it. I just, like, first I just dumped the whole bag in there. Oh, yeah. And then I kind of moved it around. You know, we're cooked a little bit, and I was like, babe, get the eggs. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a good time. I've got, like, three whole eggs in there. Oh, yeah. So, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. So it's good stuff, but I'm trying to lose weight, trying to just be overall healthier, which is messed up. So, so let me ask you this. You know, Actually, being, it's healthy. Sorry. It's not right. messed up. <laughs> You're in your mid-30s. I'm in my late 30s. I'm, mm-hmm. I've come to a point where I've surrendered to it, and I know I'm much closer to 40 than I am to anything else. Time. Yes. Do you find it, I, I personally find, I remember like in my 30s a couple times when I tried to lose weight, it was like, hey, I want to lose weight. And the next day it's like, okay, it's gone. Like, do, do you feel how much more difficult it is now than it was, say, five years ago? So last time I tried to lose weight was right around the time I got married. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I was at, I think, 230 at okay. that point, And I dropped 20 pounds in just a couple of weeks. Right. To get married. Right. It was really easy. The only thing I did was I ate keto. I did no exercise. I just I switched to keto. Oh, yeah. Keto will do that to you, but then as soon as you get off of keto, you yeah, gain it. As soon it all as you back. eat a carb again, you're like, Hey, there's yeah. my bra. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I also realized now, uh, with a little bit of hindsight behind me that when I look at pictures of myself, I was like, Oh dude, I was in a lot better shape when I didn't think I was. Right. You know, like in the moment, you're always like, God, I, you know, like I wish I had a six pack or, you know, I wish I didn't have a roll of skin hanging over my jeans when I pull them up. Now I'm like, no, I've got a real like gut is a real thing now. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, I have man boobs, whatever. It, it's a thing. 
you're working on them. It's yeah. all good, right? Yeah, they're the product of my own hard work. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And you yeah. still got a six-pack. It's just hiding behind the keg that you're carrying, too. Yeah, well, and also that six-pack is right by your feet. It's oh. the sweet water I'm going to finish today. Well, yeah, that's valid. But. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you can have a day off. No big deal. No oh, big yeah. deal. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's a lot harder. But it's also a lot harder now because I don't have the freedom to just go do a workout, you know what I mean? Like you have to schedule that kind of stuff and you got kids, you know, the job and God forbid there's any other activities or stuff that needs to be done around the house. Like you can't just drop what you're doing to get a workout in. So what I've been doing every morning, do you walk your dog in the morning? Oh God, no. <laughs> okay. So, well, I didn't either. I started. Um, but what I do is when I go take Callie out for a walk, uh, she's to a point now where she gets mad if I'm not up in time, oh, which I is kind of nice. But I get it. Now you got a little accountability. Exactly. But that's nice. While I'm taking her for a walk, I uh, I carry a backpack on my back with a twenty pound dumbbell in it. Oh. So that kind of helps with the you know, a little bit with the workout and everything, helps burn a few extra calories and things like that. True. That's so, true. You know, and that's kinda helpful. Like I I had to start getting up twenty minutes earlier than normal, which it, you know, in the grand scheme of things, isn't all that bad. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, then I've also found, like, when I get to work, I feel more ready for the day than I normally am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm actually paying a little bit better attention to what I'm listening to in the radio on the way to work, you know. Yeah, you're awake. Just, yeah. You're alert. Just listening to the Jubal show and letting my brain cells completely melt away. You mean listening to the podcast? No, I, I yeah. no, I usually do that at work. Oh, nice! No, I like but, that. Okay, good, but, good, good. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> anyway, it's it's weird the things you deal with. Yes. When you mid thirties, and I I know I have so much to look forward to, so I just can't wait. Well, exactly, and, and you know, you look at you look at your kids, and you're like, yeah, I want to I want to be around and watch them, you know, make fools of themselves a little longer. And I also want them to look at me and be like, hey, my dad cared. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't just going to sit there and let himself slide. Right, right. Well, and you look at the, like, I don't know about you, but, like, for me, the memories I have of, say, my grandparents, um, I had a very close relationship with both of my grandpas. They're both, you know, they're both gone now. One of them passed away at 93. Uh, you know, God bless him. He had a wonderful life. Uh, the other one passed away him. a little bit earlier than that, but he, you know, he was also a wonderful man. But I have vivid memories of them because they didn't sit on their butt. And, you know, waste away. They were active. You know, I played soccer with one of them. I remember going fishing with one of the other ones or going out to help him work on the car because, you know, I knew what I was doing, you know, and stuff like that. But I want to, for one thing, if, if not for my own sake, for my kids' sake, I want to continue to be active. And I want to be able to take them and, and go do stuff. And, you know, I want to take my kid rock climbing and, and you know, junk like that. I want to go camping and not worry about whether or not I'm going to not feel like, you know, moving around once I get there or whatever. I just want to be able to go do this stuff. Right. Right. You know, another part of me, like that's very nice and altruistic uh, and like good dad stuff. But another huge part of me realizes that a goal of us for the show is to do a lot more video stuff. True. And I'd like to not look horrible. Yeah, yeah, the camera adds 10 pounds, and it certainly doesn't it's need a, to. It doesn't need know. to, so, <laughs> so that's a big thing. Yep. Um, but you know what? It sounds like we've got figured out on the daddy issues. We're on the right track, yeah, so we're that's going a good there. thing. And uh, by way of the CPAP, I'm either going to get real used to it, or we'll see how it goes. And you got to keep terrorizing Lee with that thing. Oh, you know I Oh, will. my God, please Although, do. you know what, though? The past two nights, she goes, you haven't snored, and it looks like she wakes up rested. 
So, you know, this could be good for our relationship. You know <laughs> there what I'm you saying? go. See, you know what I'm it's the little victories, right? Uh, you know what else Lee and I have been doing a lot lately? Can we talk about that on the podcast? Uh, yeah, we've been watching some TV. There we go. So let's move there on to TV let's talk shows, about TV, shall then? we? All right, man, these TV shows have been so good. They have. But first, I just, really. want, to, I just want to start off with the one that Lee and I watch all the time. Ted Lasso. So okay. good. Have you jumped in on that? I haven't jumped in on it. You're not the first person to tell me that I need We've talked to. about it on the show before. Yes. It's so, oh, it's so, man, it's so feel good. Like, it's such a wholesome show. Hmm. But it's not boring wholesome. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a Lifetime movie or anything. I was about to say, wholesome's kind of the opposite of the majority of the stuff that I find myself watching. So I that know. could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, watch that. So good. Will do. So good. Not to jump on a Ted Lasso train, but <laughs> there's a reason that train exists. It's so good. Well, that's good. You're not the first person. Like I said, I've heard a bunch of people say that. So it's yeah. definitely worth, worth a little bit of attention. Yeah. Oh, spe- here's the thing that bothers me though, real quick. Mm-hmm. So we've been watching, Lee and I have been watching like all the Disney plus MCU shows of together, course. together. She does not care about what if. Stephanie's the same way. I think it's because it's a cartoon. I think that might be part of it. Because uh, it, it still has yeah. all the same voice actors for the majority of them. No, I think you're 100% right. It, because It's a cartoon. Yeah. Like, Lee won't even watch uh, Rick and Morty with me, oh. which I understand. Like, I get it. That shows a bit yeah. much. <laughs> but like, anything animated, she's not on board with. So Steph's kind of the same way, now that you mention it, because I, I got her on some of the newer era Star Trek shows. Uh, she's watched Discovery with me all the way through season three, and then we were talking about Picard. Uh, season two's coming out, and I was talking about how I'm looking forward to it and everything, especially now that we know what the story's going to be. And she said, well, I don't really know the story, but I'll watch it with you. But she won't go within, like, if I turn lower decks on, she leaves the room. Like, she does not care whatsoever, which I think you're right. I think it's the cartoon thing. It is. Yeah, because Steph watched WandaVision, loved it. Watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, loved it. Watched Loki, loved it a lot more than the other two. Mm -hmm. Um, As soon as I said, hey, what if is the next Marvel show? She's like, well, what's that about? Oh, it's a cartoon about, oh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm I'm out. Yeah, but this cartoon opens with Jeffrey Wright in his incredible voice. Like, and it's a lot of fun. And there's just so much. It builds off of so much stuff. It's so cool. Right. And right. No interest. None. Yeah. I, None. At least I'm not alone in that. I appreciate that about it. Although it's strange. But even though my wife is not interested in watching it with me, I've still been watching it. I've seen all the episodes, mm-hmm. except for the last episode just dropped today of this recording. It's been a busy day. Yes. So episode I, six. Dropped today. I haven't seen it either. Is it six? Hang yeah. On. So we Episode got five was uh, was zombies. Was zombies. Yeah. Really? And then four was strange. Strange. Three was a what if no Avengers. Yeah. Two is T'Challa. So T'Challa Star Wars one. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So episode six. Yes. I uh, haven't gotten into it today, but that's okay. Because uh, we can still talk about episode three, four, and five. And they were, yes. they were all I think of all of them, the third episode's probably been the weakest. I'm not saying it's a bad episode and it's not entertaining. It's just not the same caliber. I agree. In I, story. In yeah. story. Like, the animation's all the same. The voice acting's all great. Uh, but if you have to rank the episodes, three is probably on... 
in dead last for me. Right. Three. So I, I love the first one. Oh, and by the way, we're going to spoil the hell out of this. Yeah, things. we're going to spoil all this Just stuff. So, so if you haven't seen it, well, we've given you plenty of lead time, so it's not our fault, but you might want to wait for the next timestamp. There you go. Um, <laughs> episode one I really did enjoy because even though it was the, I felt like it was the, the easiest jump. Yes. You know, as far as that goes, they still did things in it that they didn't have to do that made it interesting. Like making making Steve Rogers, you know, a proxy Iron Man, I thought was really cool. And that's not yeah. something that they it, necessarily had to do. In a Tesseract powered suit. Exactly. Which was, I mean, really tying it all in. Exactly. But for the sake of time, and yes. because we covered one and two last of episode, course. let's just go ahead and jump right in at three. Right. Three, I did I felt like the I felt like the story I felt like they had to work harder for the story on that one. If that makes sense. I think so. I think that that episode gets so kind of wrapped up in the mystery of it. Yeah. That you're after a while you're just kinda like, what's going on? And then once you find out what's going on, you're like, Okay, no, that's cool. Yeah. Like that's cool. But I also felt like they they had the they had the really slow burn build up, and then when you finally found out who was causing it, why it was happening, it's like okay, that's cool. But where did that all come from? You know, I kind of it's not hard to figure it out. So in sure. the, in episode three, um, it's like what if the Avengers never form? And in this one, Fury's trying to figure out who's killing the possible Avengers before they get to be part of the Avengers protocol. Uh, and as it turns out, this episode directly ties the film The Incredible Hulk into yes. the MCU proper because you get that bridge scene um, Well, at the university. It's not really a bridge, but it's just the building, uh, famous scene where Hulk just trashes the army right there at the university. I love that, that scene. It was great. I love the scene in this episode because it does two things. One, it ties Hulk into the MCU properly, right? Like we all know that, yeah, that's the character, blah, blah, blah. It's wrapped in, but this one fully brings that Hulk into the fold. Right. Yes. And then also in that scene, they pay homage, if you will, to remember an in infinity war when everybody was like, I don't understand what the big deal is. I don't care if Thanos has the infinity gauntlet. Ant-Man can just shrink down, jump up his butt, and right. grow really big and right. just explode in him. Well, yeah, that's how they kill the Hulk in this yeah. this particular episode. They have an Ant-Man uh, character. Of course, it's Hank Pym who has lost his mind and gone deranged, which if you're a comic book fan, that's not a far stretch. No, it's not a far stretch. Right? Even if you're not and you watch the movies, you can still see it happen. Right. I mean, he's the original creator of Ultron in the comics. Uh, he's smacked Wasp around a couple of times, had a couple of psychotic breaks. Like, And the writers love to just beat up on Hank Pym. Clearly. Yeah, they really do. Clearly. The only problem is it works in a lot of the <laughs> right, stories. Right. So, it's an easy um, sell? Yeah. I don't know why I feel bad for Hank, but the Hank in the MCU so far, you know, is just bitter at S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Right. And in this particular What If episode, he's really bitter, and for great reason. In fact, when you f see him and he fully reveals himself, I mean, he's got, like, dark bags under the eyes, you know, like... He looks rough, but as soon as you hear Michael Douglas talk, you're like, oh, that's not Yellow Jacket, which, by the way, is the outfit he's wearing. Yes. It's Hank Pym, and he's upset for good reason. 
And then, of course, you get to see Fury win the day in typical Fury fashion, uh, which is awesome. You know, that was cool, but one thing that frustrated me about that is, like, given the gravity of Hank Pym's motivations and the gravity of what they were trying to say, and then having Nick Fury show up at Hope's gravesite and just be an utter and complete smartass, I felt like, while it might have been in character... I felt like it was a little out of place. And I, I I felt like that there was a tonal shift there that didn't entirely make sense. And maybe I'm overthinking it. You are overthinking yeah. it because everything you're saying is absolutely accurate. The reason you get a tonal shift when Fury shows up at Hope's grave is because it's not Fury. Oh, yeah, I guess it's a it's good Loki. Point. That's a good point. Yep. Loki is the one who shows up. Yep, you're right. And that's how he easily defeats him. I do have to say I really loved it when Loki showed up in that episode. And just wanted to start war with Earth because it's like, you killed my brother, now I'm just going to ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> I so, liked that. So in the episode, cool. everyone who was going to be an Avenger dies. Yep. And so the Avengers are never never get off the ground. And so when Loki comes to conquer Earth, as is the plot of Avengers, there's quite literally no one there to stop him. Yep. And all He's you have is Fury making a deal. Be like, look, man, I need you to take care of this and... uh I'll take care of you after the fact. Whatever. <laughs> he makes a deal and Loki kind of peacefully just becomes the dictator of Earth. Yep. Which, that easy. Which is kind of interesting to watch because uh, you're like, well, if nobody's there to fight him, like how peaceful would that have been? <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. I That's... don't know what Loki's going to make everyone on Earth do, but you know, we, we might get some things out of it i don't know yeah that's the real question yeah. but you know it, it provides for a possibility for an interesting follow-up later it definitely does now the the episode that i think personally i think is the best one so far uh that would be episode four which is what if dr strange instead of losing his hands lost, lost his, his heart. heart and uh that that just woo god that, that one was really tough yeah. that one was tough to watch because it, you know what it felt like? It felt like they needed a reason to drive Strange nuts. Yes. And they did it very, very well. And it really, it, and the whole time you're watching this, um, so essentially what happens is Strange loses Rachel in the car accident that otherwise takes his hands. It's Rachel, Christine. Right? Christine, that's Christine. right. Sorry. You're thinking I was of saying Batman, Rachel McAdams, close. who's yeah. the actress. Uh, Christine, right? Yep. So in the wreck, she dies, mm-hmm. and his hands are fine. Uh, but still, in his quest to get an answer or bring her back, he still goes all the way through his, his training and still becomes a Sorcerer Supreme. And instead of using the Time Stone, which he still uses the Time Stone to fight and defeat Dormammu. like All of that still happens. But after the fact, he now realizes that he could really use the Time Stone to try and save Christine. Yes. And so he does it against, you know, the better advice of Tilda Swinton's Ancient One. Mm-hmm. And I love that all the original actors are back for voices. I know. It's so it good makes that it way. so good. It makes it so much better. Even Wong. Yeah. Like, by the way, Wong's having a moment, and we'll talk about that when we get to Shang-Chi okay. and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which was badass. But anyway, uh, like Wong's there, and, you know, they everybody sees what Strange is doing mm-hmm. and tells him he probably shouldn't do it, but he does it anyway because 
you know, he's not willing to accept the answer no, which, I mean, that's the strange we all know, yeah, right? I was about to say, that's that's Stephen Strange. He's very in character. Yeah. But this one takes it a little bit further when he's like, I can't lose her. And what do you mean that's a key point in time that you can't undo? Because no matter how many times he goes back and changes things and tries to save her, she's still he still loses her in right. this episode. Uh, and that just absolutely... And he that that was probably the most you know the, all the different ways you had to watch Christine die. Oh yeah, actually was as a viewer that was gut wrenching. Like you just really like your heart hurt for Stephen Strange. Right, right. Like halfway through that whole montage of it, you know all the different things he and, tried. And I do mean she dies repeatedly, repeatedly, and it's like know, Happy Death Day. Yeah, in if you've multiple seen multiple forms. And, you know, the more that it kept going, the more that it kept going, I kept thinking, dude, just stop. Just stop. You have to stop. This cannot be, you know, this can't be healthy for either. You know, I mean, it's well, definitely you know, not healthy for Christine because she keeps dying, but it's definitely not healthy for him watching it happen repeatedly. Because he sees all the different times. Yeah. And it's fresh for him every time. Yeah. And and for a character like that, for Stephen Strange, who is is very clearly like he's never met a problem he can't face, to have to face a problem he can't beat, you know that that's what'll drive a guy nuts. Well, also don't forget one of the things about Strange that allowed him to excel at mastering the Mystic Arts was he has a photographic memory. Yes. So if he's watching Christine die, he's over and over. Yeah, he's he never going to never stop. forget it. Right. And to pull himself through that, my God. So then when he starts really going into the dark arts and really going after yeah. gaining power. And really, the only reason he wants power, this is such a Thanos move, right? He's doing it for what he thinks is a good reason. Yeah. But man, he's he really loses touch. Oh, 100%. And then when he begins fighting himself again, right? And you're just like, man, this is messed up. Yeah. I knew this episode was super sad when it caused all of reality to collapse around Strange and he was left in that bubble holding the collapsing universe apart. Yeah. Just crying, realizing what he'd done. And then it faded credits. Yeah. Begging yeah. the watcher to, to stop it. Yeah. yeah. Begging the watcher. You could stop this. Which, by the way, Watu, you're cold, bro. <laughs> yeah. You're cold. You could stop it. You could because you knew what was coming and and Strange saw you before mm-hmm. it really started mm-hmm. and you could have gone, hey, bro, I'll do that. Yeah, this he, is a bad idea, dude. He would not have listened, but at right. least Uatu would have felt better. Yeah, you could have heeded right? the warning. You know, the, the warning, whether heated or not, would be there. Yeah. You know. Oof. But anyway, when that episode was over, I looked back over and my Kinsley was watching it with me. Yeah. And she wasn't there the whole time, but she was there long enough to see Strange alone at the end, yeah. pleading. And I looked back at her, she had crocodile tears rolling down her oh, cheek. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dang, kid, I'm sorry. Like, are you okay? Like, I right. she was like, it's so sad. It, You know what? It is. You are right. It was yeah. very sad, but it's also not real. Right, right. You almost feel bad yeah. letting her watch it. I did. But... Like, I had some dad guilt because I was like, I really wanted to watch this episode. Maybe I should have thought about it. <laughs> but it was like, I just got so engrossed, you know, just caught up in my own 
personal stuff and in my head and then just sympathizing with the character. Like, I was like, man, like, now I get it. Yeah. I should have been looking around like, hey, what's this doing to my four-year-old who just walked into the room? My surroundings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, read the room. Read the room. Yeah, read the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so that was the super saddest episode, I think. Most definitely. But I also think it was the best constructed. I think it really fit the extension of that character's film. Yeah. You know how, like, the Peggy Carter one was, was great. It just felt like you were watching the first Captain America, and it just things changed a bit. Yeah. I felt like this was the same, except for you got to see it after the end of the first Strange movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. You also see that this is what I think is the largest deviation for the characters, too. And it's one with the most farthest reaching consequences. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Like, like it shows you the difference in scope of power uh, which, for Strange. Which the What If comic did that. Yes. You know, it, it, there well, was the TV several. show is certainly doing it because yeah. the next episode after that is Marvel, Marvel Zombies. Zombies. <laughs> and that just starts out like you feel like you're watching Infinity War again. Oh, and, full time. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you're like, this ain't the same, bro. This is not <laughs> the same at all. No, it's it's crazy because there's there's a lot of Walking Dead vibes. Okay. This is one of the most important things about the Marvel Zombies episode mm-hmm. of What If, is how many different zombie-type films, homages, can you catch? That's a very good point. That's a very good point. They even have a really good one. I think they're at Grand Central Station, and they're outside, mm-hmm. and it just shows the exterior of the building, and it is like a scene-for-scene shot of I Am Legend, the one with Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Like, I did not catch that. The same windows broken. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the same shot. And you also have Peter Parker's Rules for Survival. Yep. What's that from? Oh, God. Zombieland. That's Zombieland. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And they also have... Uh, there's some different ones in there, but it was like a lot of different movies all crammed together. And there's like, Hey, zombie movies, check it out. But what I really liked about this episode was it could be so super dark. Right. And also the whole reason that this was such a messed up reality was because Hank Pym went into the quantum realm. But yes, Janice mine was already infected with this virus. Yeah. Hey, so- hey, Mickey, 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 Mickey. Why do you hate Hank Pym so much? That's true. Well, I hate Hank Pym because I just don't like his character in the movies. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think uh, Disney had some bad deals with Michael Douglas, and they're just really letting it ride out. Yeah, maybe that's it. MCU. I don't know. I have you nothing know. else. <laughs> they make him look like Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks in episode <laughs> three, and then yes, they do. <laughs> he looks so haggard, so angry, and, and then he's responsible essentially for, for destroying the world outbreak. with a zombie outbreak. Yeah, which which is crazy because the in the realm of uh, in the realm of comic book what if animation. The whole concept is believable that could happen in that universe. You know what? The the way that they started it was saying it's from the quantum realm. Everyone goes, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I get yeah, that. I get it. Yeah, Which it makes, makes you wonder if that's going to resurface in some fashion in quantum God, area. I hope so. Anyway, there was, really some, cool. there was some news being reported in a lot of the comic book reporting sites mm-hmm. that there was confirmation of a live action Marvel Zombies in the works. I saw something about that yesterday or today. I don't know about that. I, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's a great idea. Yeah, I kind of don't want it. No. I mean, no. I think it'll be okay. 
I think the what if episode is good. If, if they play with it a little bit in Quantumania, depending on how they play with that in the multiverse, great. Yeah, okay, but, I will give it to you like this. If they pop into a multiverse and they show up in one reality and the zombies thing is popping off. Right. Cool. Okay, I'm right. good with that. But I don't need a whole feature on Marvel Zombies. I don't. No, no. I don't. Although the comics are fun. Yeah, the comics are a blast. But, but my kids aren't reading the comics, and my kids will definitely want to watch the movie with me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know I want to play zombie games with them. And I, and I don't think that that kind of like survival horror element really has a place in an Ant-Man movie. Correct. Uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe not. I would say uh, it doesn't, but also seeing him as a talking head, a la Nixon from Futurama, <laughs> was a true. lot of fun. Very true. That that was entertaining, and having the cape fly him around. Yeah. That was. That By was the way, cool. I think the cape. Not all heroes wear capes, but sometimes capes are the hero. Yeah, sometimes I, heroes are capes. Are, are capes, yeah. yeah. And that was true in this episode. <laughs> very much so. Because the Cloak of Levitation was very much a... Uh, almost a central character. I would agree. I would agree. I think without the cape, you are, it, it's, not as, it's not as fun, I guess you true. could say. But also, uh, the episode does a lot more. First of all, you get to see Happy. Yep. Hogan, and he's wearing, uh, from Civil War, the watch armor mm-hmm. for the gauntlet that Tony uses to survive against the Winter Soldier, right? Yep. Uh, so he's using that, which is cool. Uh, and you're kind of like, hey, Happy, why don't you have more Stark armor? But, that I mean, it was cool. It was good to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also get to see Bucky cut Cap in half with the yeah, shield. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And say, end of the line, which is great because they're yeah. on a subway. Uh, you get to see Peggy Carter. Uh-huh. Which is good because I feel like she's been relegated to low level criminal status, high level criminal, but still criminal <laughs> status. I like she deserves better, right? Um, and what else? Oh, and Ben, Uncle Ben is mentioned. Yes, Uncle Peter. Ben is mentioned. Yes, and that's kind of a like a real first. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, every Spider Man fan knows, and it's yeah. apparent in Homecoming. <laughs> apparent. Uh, but uh, yeah, but it's not really explicitly stated in here. Like you get to see Peter kind of work through that. Yeah, which is kind of nice. Which is really nice. Mm-hmm. So also sucks to be Peter in this uh, particular world, the zombies world, because he loses more than everyone. Yeah, that's true. He does lose a lot. But you, you know who else it also sucks to be is Vision. Oh, my God. Because he just can't let go of... Of his beautiful of Wanda. zombie Wanda. Yeah, so much um, so that he captures Black T'Challa Panther and cuts, and cuts his leg off to feed Wanda. Yeah. And then you figure out that that's probably what happened to, <laughs> to Ant-Man. Right, yeah. right, exactly. And, Woo, uh, it's tough. That was, that was heavy. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really surprised that episode six, and we won't go into it because we haven't watched it, but I'm really surprised that episode six is not a continuation I think it needs to not be. Maybe. Well, maybe they're going to end it later in the season or something like that. I don't know. But to, you know, to to have it the way that they had it, you know, they arrived at Wakanda at the very end. Um, and then to have zombie Thanos show up yeah, at was, the last okay, scene. Okay, that was, that was pretty cool. That was awesome. With like, the Infinity cool. Gauntlet, by yes. the way, which is a real problem. Which, which what? No, no, no. Hang on. What happened to the Mind Stone? What happened with Vision? Vision took the Mind Stone out of his own head and gave it to Peter. That's right. 
That's so right. they he have pulled the it out. So, that's right. Yeah. That's right. 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 I um, got you. I got you. Which brings into an interesting. Now I haven't read any of the Marvel Zombies comics. Shame on me. You can slap me around later if you want. That's fine. You pay extra. But, yeah. Right. But um, one thing I find is an interesting dynamic in this is in these in this show, all the zombies still have their powers. Yes. And that makes it all kinds of different. It really Which does. I think is really awesome. And by the way, having Hope go full size like giant yeah, man, giant stature, mm-hmm. and then turn to a zombie, yeah, like she should have known that was happening. She right. should have shrank down as soon as she fell back. Right. But it looks cooler to have a giant zombie. It does look right? cooler to have a giant zombie. Although I do feel bad for how she went out. Yeah, that was not a good one. Not at all. Oh, that was tough. Not at all. That was tough. But you know, so. That was that episode. It was a good time. A lot of really cool stuff in those episodes. Good show. Really, good really show. cool stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch. I'm still, yeah. You know, maybe Disney doesn't hate Hank Pym, but it's really easy to turn him into the vehicle. Maybe they'll give him a redemption stuff. arc, like, later in the season. Like, maybe he creates Ultron again. Yeah, maybe he creates Ultron and Ultron saves everybody from the zombie outbreak or something. Yeah, but or, it's it's also really easy to be up on Hank Pym. That's true. He's that's a true. Grump, he's a grumpy older soldier. Yeah, but maybe he will get some level of a redemption arc, even though this is probably definitely not in any world going to actually happen. But in the next Marvel show that we have coming up that we got a trailer for. Oh, my God, I'm so excited for Merry it. Merry Christmas. Oh, the best things come wrapped in a bow. Don't they, though? Right. Hawkeye, Hawkeye, which looks so fun. It does. And I love the I love the concept of the story that they're going to tell with the show because I was curious about that. They didn't the movies didn't do Hawkeye justice in my opinion. Yeah, they really don't. Yeah, he was just kind of there and he you know, he was there a lot, but I mean, he spent, you know, he was in Thor and he was mm-hmm. going to kill Thor, but he didn't mm-hmm. unless Hank Pym got to him. Uh, right know, he was in the avengers but he was a bad guy for the first two-thirds of the movie you know he which i loved yeah he's I mean, such a really talented bad guy he was effective as a bad guy you don't really get to see hawkeye's personality until like some of ultron the third act of avengers Right, right. Yeah, the you and I remember Avengers, some yeah. of ultron mm-hmm. civil war yeah you know i mean not much yeah you know, nothing really goes in-depth on him. No. You get to see him because he's not in Infinity War. Right. And then you do get to see him in Endgame. In Endgame, he shines a bit. He shines a lot. But he but Endgame, he's also enraged. He's taken on the Ronin persona and everything, which is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So, Actually, no, that's spot on for the comics, too. Yeah. Except but, for his reason for doing it. But yeah, whatever. you're right. You're right. But, uh, yeah, Hawkeye's a character I don't feel like ever got its justice, and I really like the way that the trailer has framed him. Oh, the trailer looks so fun. Yeah. And the trailer looks, and this is what I was worried about. Not that I didn't think, was it Haley Seinfeld? Yeah, I think so. Not that I'm afraid she's a bad actress or anything. It's just Kate Bishop in the comics is just such a strong character. Right. I wasn't worried, can she pull this off? I was just wondering, how is she going to pull this off? Right, right. And honestly, any fears I had about her at all as Kate Bishop immediately wash away yeah, in I, the, just in this trailer. I think she's going to be really good. 
And I think that they are doing, it, it seemed pretty apparent uh, when the show was announced with the logo that they showed for it. Yes. That this was going to borrow from Matt Fraction's run mm-hmm. on Hawkeye. Uh, and I definitely just taking a look at you know, the costumes and, and kind of the feel of it and how Hawkeye looks like there's scenes where he's just like covered in bandages. All right. <laughs> right. Like I was like, ooh, I feel like they're going to lean into this really heavy, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watching this trailer, um, Florida Man, Stephen, mm-hmm. uh, him and I were talking about it, as we do. And he goes, man, I just got this like big diehard vibe. Yes. From the same. It's like, I said the same thing. It's like a better diehard movie than we've had in the last like two or three diehards. Right. Was, I'm half expecting Hawkeye to come up and say yippee ki or something. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm just ready for it. I really am. And I would be down for it. Yep. But I also think it's great that they framed it around Christmas time. Yes. Like they're going to drop it around Christmas time. But they also made that a part of the show, which I feel like is always can be a lot of fun. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I think it can it can create a fun element to add to the show. Yes. Which I think will be nice. Now, one thing, and, and, and shame on me if my eyes didn't function properly, where's his wife? Yeah. They do address that. Do they? Yes. So okay. he, like, loads his family in the car and is like, there's some stuff I got to take care of. It's catching back up with me. You guys need to go be safe. Yeah, but she wasn't at dinner when he was with the kids either. Maybe it they was, couldn't. Maybe was, they couldn't get her back for scheduling conflicts. Maybe so. Yeah, I don't know. But it was him and the two boys and his daughter. Yeah, and that's it. Maybe it is full blown diehard. Maybe they got divorced. Maybe they did. Wow. I don't. Maybe I don't she like was that. like, hey, uh, I yeah, I don't know what you've been doing the last five years, but you killed more people than yeah. most diseases. So I'm gonna leave. See, that could that could be a thing. That could be. A thing. I don't know you anymore. Yeah, like I don't know what you are, you know, what you've been doing the last yeah. five years. You weren't, been you weren't doing it in the service of S.H.I.E.L.D. You were. Yeah, you were just angry just out there and killing doing people. It. Yeah. Right. That could, that's a good point. Yeah, that I could don't be know it. if I saw her either now that you bring it up. No, I did not. I know I didn't. I um, saw the kids. Yeah, I actually rolled it back two or three times because it's like, to look okay. For at dinner yeah who's at dinner and it's it's him and his daughter are talking and then it's two boys which i'm assuming is the older boy and then uh nathaniel yeah because they had like a a baby yeah right? in, in ultron, ultron Age yeah because they they named him uh nathaniel pietro yeah that's yeah. right yeah. yeah after hawkeye shield right mm-hmm. yes right yeah <laughs> anyway listen kids that joke i feel so that's bad terrible. i'm sorry i'm not sorry yeah, Evan Peters, I love you. You know what you did. You could have done yeah. better. Yeah. Do better. Anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, um, Disney, do better. Yeah. No, Quicksilver, do better. Well, Disney, do better with Quicksilver because Fox beat them on that one. Yes, they did. But Infinitely. anyway. But anyway, anyway we can go fine. on on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the rare instances, but it, they yes, did. They did. Indeed. But anyway, um, so it looks fun, though. It and does. Seeing, What's cool about it is it looks like we're going to get to see a Hawkeye be a father figure without him having to put his family in, in jeopardy. Right, which right? is nice. Which is cool. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, it also looks great. They even brought the dog from <laughs> yeah, the comic run. even the, brought I the was dog. Like, yes, but one of the better scenes was it looks like the show's going to be funny. You know, because you can tell that Jeremy Renner has the capacity to be kind of funny. Right. Although he's not going to steal the show with his comedy timing, right? No, it's it's that dry humor a little bit. So, especially if you've ever seen the movie Tag, I have like, not. Yeah, it's it's worth watching. 
right? But anyway, it's a comedy. Uh, Jeremy Renner doesn't really kill it with his comedy stuff because he's he's still Hawkeye, in my opinion. But either way, uh, in those particular like scenes that we see in the trailer, it's his interactions with Kate Bishop that right. are funny, right. where she's shooting arrows at the people behind them. <laughs> I love and, the thing with the arrow. Not that one. No, definitely not that. There are more dangerous ones than this. Yeah, <laughs> when they shoot an explosive arrow. And then she says, you know, some people call me the best archer in the world. And she's, he's just like, is that some people or you? <laughs> yeah, it's like, are you one of those people? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I thought. Like, I feel like it's just going to be a a very entertaining show. Yes, I agree. I think it's going to have some diehard vibes. I think it's going to have some of those buddy cop vibes a little bit uh, in certain instances, which can be a lot of fun when you look at like a Bad Boys or or something like that. It could be cool to see that element. Right. Then definitely Bad Boys. <laughs> this is going to be a fun buddy, like a buddy cop movie. And I dig it. Could it could be. It could be. I'm also looking forward to see how Yelena yeah. figures into this. Yeah, because she's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And I'm also wondering if we'll see any hint of the Ten Rings involved at all. Possibly. I mean, it's possible, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. Now, what I do think we will see is, you know, if we're talking about if if Lady Hydra is building her Dark Avengers, mm-hmm. are we going to see Bullseye? God, that would be a great place to introduce him. Yeah, I could see Bullseye showing up at some point. Well... I mean, it's obvious that you just got another young Avenger, right? Kate oh, Bishop's yeah. there. Yep. And the done. young Avengers are really kind of like the characters are almost all there. All we have left is Hulkling. I was about to say with the Hulk character, right? Yeah, yeah. Hulkling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's essentially, he's just should show up in Captain Marvel. Yeah. I mean, because he's a Kree Skrull warrior. Yeah. Or he's a Kree Skull hybrid, I think. But, I mean, like, he should just be there, right? Because mm-hmm. you have Speed, you have Wiccan. Uh, we now have Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. And we know we're going to get different variations of we him. We have Kang. We have uh, Ironheart, don't we? Riri. Yeah, Riri Williams, Riri. who will be Ironheart. Yep. Uh, she's scheduled to appear, I think, in, I want to say, Black Panther 2. Yes. Uh, but she, if nothing else, she'll be around and ready for Armor Wars. For sure. Uh, and then... We have white vision. Mm-hmm. So if they need to somehow synthesize the Iron Lad, mm-hmm. well, there's a whole android who can lead this team because he has all vision's experiences, and now he just needs a purpose. Right, exactly. And that would be the purpose. There you go. For sure. There you go. Mm-hmm. Especially if he gets all those experiences and sees the kids. Yeah. Like Wicked and Speed. He'll be like, oh, like, I know these kids. Yeah, in a way, and that'll be that'll be it, and that'll be how you tie Wandavision into the rest of it in yep. that direction. When I mean, they might do it, they might not, but that's how I would do it. So anyway, yeah, makes sense. So we've got Young Avengers already being set. We've got Dark Avengers kind of on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that we're going to see a little more Lady Mandarin, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? Let's let's talk about that. Let's okay. go ahead. We're going to jump in. Hit it. It's time for the movies, baby. Let's hit the movies.
All right. I know you haven't seen it, but I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry. We'll, we'll talk about it briefly. <laughs> it's okay. I know life gets busy, but. Dad uh, life, what are you going to do? I know, I know. You, you make time. That's what you do. I know, I know. Uh, how dedicated to you are. Uh, f- that up. Anyway. <laughs> You tried. I you did. You tried I real did. hard. I did. Okay, here we go. One more. <laughs> What's your dedication to this Galactic Dads podcast? You're not finding time to go see Marvel movies the week of? I know. I'm not even worst, asking dude. for drop day. Hey, you know what? If it's weekend. fair, I, I did get a hold of my best buddy who has a really great Plex yeah. server and asked him to get a hold of that movie. He told me it was impossible. Good. So I'm glad. Go see it. Oh, I'm going to go see it. I would still go see it even if I watched it but that way. This is definitely one of those movies that you want to watch on the big screen. Okay. Because there's some really cool stuff. I can only imagine. There are some really cool mythical creatures that show up in this oh, movie. Sweet. And you're just kind of like, dang. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching the intro to Dragon Ball Z. Oh, that's awesome. Is it the intro or outro? God, I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z since I was in high school. Dude, I don't know. No, it reminded me of both the intro and the outro. Huh. Yeah. Okay. But one of the things I thought was super cool about uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is how they fix the Mandarin. Yes. Right? Uh, which, by the way, I still think some of the greatest villainy we have ever seen in the MCU was the Mandarin in the first half of Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. until that reveal happens. That guy instilled fear in me. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's a performance. Well, the good news is you get to see more of Trevor in right. this movie. Uh, but I like the change they made to Mandarin in his Ten Rings, right? They never really call him Mandarin. Mm-hmm. And he references that in the movie. Uh, and it's pretty funny. But his Ten Rings of Power aren't like the Mandarin in the comics, who has a ring on each finger. Okay. Uh, and the reason they do that is because they said, "Oh, that's a little close to the Infinity Gauntlet." We don't want and that would anyone. We don't want anyone to get confused. Uh, and I'm spot on with it. But with this kind of taking after a bunch of like really awesome, kind of like kung fu for lack of a better term, uh, movies, mm-hmm. is they have some of those movies where those people fight with rings around their arms. Yes, and use them to incredible effect. They go, let's make those the Ten Rings. That's awesome. And they are cool. Hmm. But they're also alien technology. (laughs) So they're not of Earth. Okay. Uh, So if you want to say gods or if you want to say aliens, they don't make it incredibly clear, although I have my suspicions. I think that they might take us to Fing Fang Foom. Yeah, who is a giant space lizard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. That could be fun. And seeing that there is definitely a dragon in this movie. Nice. That could be a cool connection. But I also realize that that's a bit of a leap. So who knows where it's going to go. Although I feel nothing's off the table for Marvel. No, at this point, I had heard whispers about something with a devil dinosaur. Yeah. Coming out. Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur. Yeah. Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur within the next three years. It's like, okay, well, if you could do that, you do whatever the hell you You want. I I would watch that. Have fun. I would definitely watch that (laughs) because that's so fascinating. But I better get Fantastic Four first. Just. Oh, yeah. We have to. Yeah. We have to. But anyway, the movie's so cool. What they do with the rings is cool. How they introduce Lady Mandarin is awesome. Okay. And then, you know, Sean himself is a really likable character nice i mean incredibly likable 
And even the bad guy, the antagonist of the movie, his father, mm-hmm. eats up and chews every scene he's in. Nice. Like, you love it. So every, yeah, it, it sounds to me, and I've read a lot of reviews. I've avoided spoilers to this point for the most part. It's good. It's good. Um, you know, everything I've read has been overwhelmingly positive. I was listening to episode 72 mm-hmm. earlier. Can we talk about the trailer? Where we were, well, we were talking about the trailer, and then we were talking about what we thought it would do at the box office. And uh, we were wrong. I am very happy to say that we were wrong. I am pleased to say it. As yeah. Well. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm happy as heck for this movie. I think that's awesome. Um, that high of a box office tells me that, um, that this movie's worth seeing. Yes. And that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, so. well, we'll leave it there. We'll pick it up next time when you've sure. seen it. I'll I'll have it seen before the next episode. I'm sure of that. Good. Good. So. Let's talk about the other movie trailer that came out it. this week. Let's do it. Are you ready to go back in? I'm ready for the red pill. Are you ready? You had Jack back into the Matrix? I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Matrix number four, Resurrections. Resurrections. I, I'm, I'm going to give you my, I'm going to give you my, like, off the top of my head thoughts on this trailer. Um, You know, and, and the trailer looked really great. I thought it was really it cool. Um, having uh, Carrie Ann Moss back was was cool, um, you know, for Trinity and everything. I think that was interesting. Not having Lawrence Fishburne back, I thought was also really interesting. I think it's really interesting. It's going to read into, and I read a couple of little articles to talk about some of the lore and stuff behind why Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus well, is not let, there. Let's talk about it, though. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that the character we're seeing who looks like Morpheus is Morpheus. That's correct. Not only that, but the, the original matrix movies did a very good job of explaining how appearances can change. Now they did think of the Oracle. Well, they did that in a reactive way because their original actor for the Oracle passed away. But one thing, whether you liked the matrix reloaded, whether you liked the matrix revolutions or not, it's really irrelevant. I loved the way that they explained why the appearance changed. I thought that was excellently done. You know, it was very simple. It wasn't movie magic or any garbage like that. It was simply, I regret that I can't show up the way that I have before, you know, and there you go. They could do that just as easily if they want to make this, this younger Morpheus looking dude Morpheus, or if they want to make him something else. Personally, I hope, if they're going the route that I think they're going, I hope that it's a totally different character and just happens to share some resemblances. Um, but I do have questions. Um, the The idea at the end of Revolutions was that there would be peace and that there would not be another cycle in the Matrix. This movie, the fact that this movie exists, indicates that um, that the Matrix is still a thing and that the cycle you know, is continuing. So the question that I have is, you know, did, did the, the whole plot and the whole advancement of the first three movies fail or was there just an adaptation later on or are we looking at a prequel? What are we looking at? Look how far technology and coding has come true since those films. Yeah. I mean now like back then the matrix itself would be like a hardwired destination somewhere. Right. Right. Now everything's in the cloud. Oh, yeah. What can that do? Like, how would it change the Matrix if it moved it from a main network somewhere? What if the machines built a backup Matrix somewhere, and that's the thing that signaled and went online? And because it goes online, that's why Neo's back. That's a good point. There's also the concept that, 
you know, just because there's peace and because people can exit the matrix, do they actually want to exit the matrix? 100%. I'm swallowing blue pills left and right. Right. Exactly. You know, you look at like Cypher in the first movie. Was he, was he necessarily wrong? No, maybe not. Now the stuff that he did was not right, but was he wrong for having the thought processes that he had no, I don't necessarily think so. I can't blame him for the motivations he had. I can blame him for the actions that he took. But the right. way he felt, you know, it's like Thanos. I don't think any of us think that Thanos was wrong. Ooh. But. I, yeah, you, it's a good plan, though, and we're going to leave it with it that. It borders on genocide, but it was a good plan. It was a good plan. <laughs> I'm just really excited to see this movie because it feels so strong like the first Matrix, right? Yes. Except for now, I feel like I'm looking at John Wick. Like right. I cannot unsee Keanu Reeves with long hair and a beard and think yeah. of him as anyone but John Wick. John Wick or Johnny Silverhand from Cyberpunk. I don't know. I'm. It's John Wick. Yeah. All day. Yeah. But I also am very excited about the fact that one of the opening comments in the trailer is, well, I hate the word triggered, but whatever. You seem very triggered today, Thomas. Yeah. And I love that because one of my favorite pieces of movie trivia is, what is Neo's real first name? Right. And, of course, it's Thomas Anderson. And the only reason you know that is because in the first movie, it's like on his like nameplate, and they say it one time. And right. every time after that, the agent refers to Neo as Mr. Anderson. That's true. Agent Smith only calls him Thomas Anderson one time in all three movies. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's always Mr. Anderson. Yeah. And then once the agent corrupts, it's, I mean, I forget how he refers to him, but um, no one refers to him as anything other than Neo after that. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So my favorite piece of bar trivia is what's Neo's first name? Yeah, that's a good point. And then in point. this trailer, they immediately go, you seem especially triggered today, Thomas. I was like, first of all, what up, Neil Patrick Harris? What's going on? But I love <laughs> exactly. seeing you in anything. Exactly. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, no, it, it looks good. It's still cool to see like that that neo cyberpunk kind of vibe. You know, like they still got like the green kind of coding behind the world, uh, which, right? Which right. is very outdated now, but I I like it. I still dig it. Yes. And I wonder if they're going to change it a little bit as that movie progresses. That's always a possibility, yeah. You could see some kind of evolution, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, yes. But I, th- I think the, the real question is, bottom line, after seeing the trailer, are you more or less interested in the movie? After seeing the trailer, mm-hmm. I'm way more interested. Me too. I'm swallowing the red pill to see this movie. Me too. I could have cared less about Before. a fourth Matrix. And then I saw the trailer. is like, no, I'm, I'm in. You know I'm why in. it works? Good. You know why I think it works? Because this trailer leaves a lot of mystery to it. Mm-hmm. It answers no questions, but only gives you more. Right. And I think that that's such a great metaphor for the Matrix movie in the first place because the first thing you're told to do is follow the white rabbit. Right. Ask the questions. Right. It's working. Well, We're not doing only that, it. but in the, in the beginning of the Matrix, you know, when he starts learning things and stuff and they start giving him the programs and say, do you want a little more? He said, hell yes, I do. Yeah. And hell that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, and, that's and, it. And great Classic Keanu acting. This is before we had the Keanu sounds. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So it's still good. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> really do. <laughs> I know Kung Fu and Lawrence Fishburne. Show me. Yeah. Like, show yes. Me. Yes. 
I love that movie. Wonderful fight scene, too. I love that. Wonderful everything in that movie. The first yeah. time you see uh, Morpheus jump the buildings. Oh, right. Oh, so cool. Right. So cool. Well, yeah, not, not only that, but like you think that like the second movie, I will remember my experience in the theater in the second movie watching the fight scene on the highway. Yeah, the bike scene with too. The two with the two ghosts. Oh, and they ex- they explode. Yeah, and then you see the agent show up on top of the the truck. Yes, and Morpheus actually fights an agent, which is completely counter to every bit of advice he gave anyone in the first Matrix film. Exactly, which worked in two ways. One, he's growing a bit, but he also realizes how important the keymaker is. That he has no choice but right exactly. to defend him. Exactly, and then I spent you know I spent a pretty significant amount of time on YouTube learning how to tie my tie the way the Merovingian had his tie. Wasn't that cool? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the tie that I wore to your wedding was in a Merovingian. It was. Yeah. It was. I thought Thank it was you for yours. officiating my wedding, by the way. Of course, I'll do it. Well, I would say I'll do it again, but you'll just have to do a vow renewal, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or my wife might leave me over the CPAP, but we'll see That's how it possible. goes. possible. <laughs> if she gets tired of Darth Vader, she, you know, I need some quiet. It actually is really quiet. It's a very quiet machine. That's awesome. I can still hear almost everything around it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just very aware of my breathing, and that's bothering me. That happens. That uh, happens. But you know what, though? Again, we said already, I'm going full-blown red pill to jack yeah, back let's into do the it. Matrix for Let's this. do it. <laughs> right. All right. Real quick, we're going to hit up some video game news. and then Rapid we'll, fire, baby. Rapid fire. Let's get rapid to them. Hang fire. on. Yeah, rapid fire. Do it, yeah, do it, we're going to rapid fire. So video games. So PlayStation, Sony, you have been super quiet for a long, long time. And Sony fans have been wanting some information. You know, Sony was conspicuously absent from E3. Well, recently we had the PlayStation Showcase, and there was quite a few good things that came out of that. Quite a bit of interesting information. Uh, one of which, I'm going to go over three that hit me really hard that uh that i thought was interesting uh number one uh we are getting a remake of a game that we've been clamoring for a remake for for quite a while but i don't think we're getting it quite the way we expected star wars knights of the old republic the old xbox exclusive is coming to the playstation 5 as a ps5 exclusive and a full remake uh they showed the teaser trailer showed darth revan and all his glory um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, two other games coming out. Insomniac's got their hands on. Insomniac Games is uh, going to have a hell of a time here soon. Uh, the first one, we got a teaser for an upcoming Insomniac game for Wolverine. Wolverine is getting a solo game on the PlayStation 5. Now, they also piggyback this with showing footage for Spider-Man 2. We get to hear the voice of Venom. You get to see it in there. Um, I never got a chance to play Spider-Man on the PS5. Uh, I really want to. I've heard a lot of really good things. Um, Really looking forward to Spider-Man 2 as well. Uh, You know, though, there is one thing that Sony did fail to announce while they were at PlayStation Showcase. And there were other things that they announced and things like that that I'm not going over right now. 
But the one thing they didn't announce that I really wish they would is when they're going to actually stock these freaking consoles in stores so I don't <laughs> have to sit here and play games trying to get one. Because that is super frustrating. I will be honest, after this PlayStation showcase and these two titles, Spider-Man 2, uh, Wolverine, and uh, the remaster of Knights of the Old Republic exclusive right. to the PS5, I'm going. I'm going to buy a PS5 as soon as I find one on the shelf. I can't blame you right now. I'm. I've been. Well, it's no secret. I've been looking and I've been trying to get one. I'm going to continue trying to get one. I've heard that supply is supposed to improve before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, in the meantime, we'll just uh, you know keep working it out. But I want a PS5 as well. I wanted one before. Now I'm just that much more motivated. But I have a question for you. Because I know we have to rapid fire. Yeah, bring it. If they're coming out with a Wolverine game on the PS5, nothing is not done deliberately. What do you think that means for Wolverine content in the future? You think he shows up in the MCU? No, you're thinking. Well, that's that's what I'm curious about. Is is how do you think how do you think one is going to lead to another, or do you think that that's just a, a lost thread? At this point, I think it's an indication of interest. So if okay. you get a lot of interest into it, Marvel, of course, will answer the property. I could see that. You know what I'm saying? I could see that. You know, never forget the power of the dollar to the house of mouse. Absolutely. You know, it, it is behind everything they do. Yes. Uh, so if you have a game take off, then they might answer back and take it. That's true. That's so, true. So that's uh, possible. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know what version of Wolverine the MCU would give us, though. I'm still hoping that they give us an X-23 Wolverine, um, I'm personally. Think, I'm thinking Laura Kinney is very yeah, likely. That's what I would like to see. I think that would... Especially with the way that she is referred to in the comic books currently as Wolverine. Yes. Even though Logan's still running around as right. Wolverine. They just... She's Wolverine. Right. Exactly. So exactly. I, I think that's more more likely what we will get. I hope that's the case because that, that'll that also solve a lot of the, you know, oh, you can't recast Hugh Jackman. Well, we don't, don't have need to. to. Although you could bring Hugh Jackman back. As, yeah, exactly. And all you have to do is just put him in like a what if. So then you have animated Wolverine with Hugh Jackman's voice. Bam. He's back in the MCU. That's true. That's, that's true. Uh, that that's is, all you got to do. Honestly, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. That ties it together and they can do whatever they want. Yeah, so... So. All right, let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, but I'm moving to PS5, baby. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, if you if you can get two of them, let me know, and I'll uh, I'll let you know. I'll take care of you. I'll let you know. We'll all get right. that Galactic Dad's discount. There we go. Yeah, baby. All right, speaking of which, let's jump to comics real quick and do it now. Do it. All right, we are going to hit up comics real fast this week. Of course, the comics segment is brought to you by Justin's Comics. Uh, you can check out his great sales in person at his store where he has incredible uh, 25% off new comics on New Comic Day and lots of sales throughout the month, every month. Uh, so definitely check that out, or you can check him out at justinscomics.shop and take advantage of the discounts there. Uh, but this week I picked up... Um, X-Men Trial of Magneto number two. However, being that is Wednesday, I just picked it up, didn't get to read it. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. But I want to talk about Batman 89. 
uh, not issue number 89, but Batman 89, as in Tim Burton's Batman. Uh, the issue one came out last month, and it is a continuation of the storyline that apparently would have occurred had that uh, got to play out before Batman Forever kind of happened. And it's interesting. Uh, it really feels like they're just exploring what would have happened with Harvey Dent's character. Uh, we knew he was the district attorney, played by Billy D. Williams, who is also Lando Carrizian in the Star Wars films. Uh, but in Batman, he was Harvey Dent, and almost completely assumed that he was going to be Two-Face. Uh, in fact, by the time Batman Forever rolled around, he was paid to sit out so Tommy Lee Jones could play Two-Face. Uh, but uh, this comic book series kind of picks up with that notion and and shows you Harvey's kind of descent into Two-Face. It's kind of interesting after one episode, or I'm sorry, one issue, I it I'm I'm on board. I want to see where it goes. I picked up issue two today. Uh, again, haven't read yet, but I very much look forward to it. And uh, I will definitely let you guys know how it's going. Uh, it looks like they're trying to introduce some other characters. It is only a six-issue limited series, uh, so it's not like an infinite kind of storyline. looks like they're probably going to flush out Two-Face's story, and they introduced another female character for Batman to tangle with, uh, which seems like a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, as far as comic books, uh, outside of that, though, I've really been enjoying The Amazing Spider-Man lately uh, because Sinister War just wrapped up, and we got to see Peter Parker fight almost every single villain he's ever fought in the history of ever, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, it has felt a little underwhelming because a lot of those characters don't get their due. Uh, but it is great to see this story wrapping up uh, on Nick Spencer's run because it looks like he's really working to undo one more day in the deal with Mephisto. Uh, so it's been very exciting. Um, I just picked up Amazing Spider-Man number 73, uh, and I will hopefully get to read it and let you guys know how that goes by next episode. Uh, but, yep, that's it for the week. My pick is definitely Trial of Magneto number 2. Uh, so you guys should go check that out. And, of course... You can always go pick it up at justinscomics.shop or in person at Justin's Comics. So definitely check that out. And otherwise, it is time to thank our Patreon supporters. So stick around. everybody it is that time of the episode where we show some much deserved appreciation uh we mentioned earlier in the show that if you want you can go and support the show on patreon.com slash galactic dads and there if you pledge support at a producer level or above uh you get mentioned on every single episode of the show and as such we enjoy doing that and it is time to show a little appreciation uh, so first off, we are going to start with the OG, the original, Mr. Keith Jefferson. Keith is a self-described geek and a wonderful father in his own right. Uh, he kind of has this incredible wealth of nerd knowledge that I love listening to whenever I'm around him. Uh, 
we know that he has truly enjoyed rocking the Galactic Dads merch uh, and has put it up on his Instagram, and we've shared it also on the Patreon. Uh, the man looks good in a Galactic Dads hoodie, I'll tell you that. Yep. He really does. He really does. Uh, So then we will move it on to our next uh, Patreon supporter. Of course, that's going to be Special K. Special K. So Special K has been with us for a while, too, hasn't he? He has. He really has. Yeah, he has. He's a great guy. Uh, Had the pleasure of meeting him several times. He's a good dad. Um, We share a a lot of war stories and stuff with you know, being dads and things like that. He's a huge Star Wars fan. Massive. Massive Star Wars Massive fan. Star Wars also fan. a Lego fan, but more a Star Wars fan. And uh, if you want to hear him and Jedi John rap about Star Wars and get real in-depth, more in-depth than I'm capable of. Much more so than I am as well. Yeah. Check out our uh, sister program, brother program, how you want to look at that, uh, whatever. I don't know. It's it's the opposite side of the Force for us. Exactly. The Force it's- Dyad podcast. Look them up. Have a listen. You'll enjoy it. You'll you definitely enjoy it. Will. If you're a Star Wars fan, that's a great show for you. You'll you have a lot of fun. Definitely go check that out. For sure. Definitely. And speaking of Star Wars and Legos and stuff like that, of course, we have to mention our next special friend, and that's TK31788. Mm-hmm. Now, TK is that very special kind of guy who is completely committed to telling you what you've done wrong. And uh, <laughs> as such is the self-appointed Galactic Dad's fact checker. Uh, which we desperately needed, especially early on in the show. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we? We, yeah, when we were a lot sloppier. Uh, yes. But he's still around and still doing awesome stuff and providing incredible content ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also a great person to talk to. He's a huge help at the cons, too. We've he gone to QuadCon before. I know we got that coming up again. I'm sure we'll see him there. We hopefully will, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I haven't talked to him about it yet. Uh, I need to go ahead and hammer down those dates. That's just a month away now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're so, just a little over a month. Yeah, so yeah. we'll we'll make that announcement probably on the next podcast just sure. so you guys know where to catch us. Uh, but hopefully you get to catch all most of our producer-level patrons there with us too. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. Uh, which does remind me that that brings up uh, our latest producer-level patron, and that's Azure Laser. Uh, that's his gaming name, and this is uh, my super fun brother, actually, uh, who lives in a different state. It was great. Recently I got to catch up with him. Uh, and hand him all the super sweet Galactic Dads merch. This man in the middle of August was rocking a black Galactic Dads hoodie just because he was so proud to wear it outside. That's great. Outside on like a 90-degree day. (laughs) Uh, But he told me he's from Texas, so it's not even that hot. And I was like, whatever, dude. That's hot. I don't (laughs) care. Uh, But it is great to see him, um, and we really appreciate his support as well. That's cool. That's cool. That brings us to our last Certainly not least. In fact, the most. The most. We love you 3,000 level producer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Joe Perezident. Yeah, he's the man. He's He's the man. man. And uh, he's a a great friend, and I've been talking to him a lot recently as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also, they've just dropped a new episode over on the Comic Shop Couch podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> little, uh, little. Uh, I won't call it overdue because I know that they were working on some production things. They were working on making their show better, but I know they took a little bit of a hiatus and they just came back. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah. So they posted an episode right after Black Widow, and then they just dropped this one, uh, and it's it's incredible. They're That's doing awesome. great. It's good to hear from them. Uh, and Joe Perezident is an awesome dad, huge comic fan in his own right. He had a cool episode with you. Yes. That was a yeah. lot of fun. If you guys go in the back catalog, you can find the one-on-one with B and Joe Perezident. 
They talk about a lot of things, including uh, Joe catching his van on fire, which is inexplicably. Which is hearing him be safe is good. And then we right. talk about it now is hilarious. Right, right. Now, now you can talk about it and be entertained, but you know, the closer to it, it might not be the case. Right. But either way, Joe, we really appreciate your support and the support of all of our other patrons as well. Um, we love all of you guys. Yes, love, thank love you the all. Support that you do. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the show, of course, we'll love you too. Uh, just go ahead and check that out on patreon.com slash galactic dads. But for all of our supporters and the ones we've named and the ones we haven't, you have all definitely earned this round of applause. All right, guys. Well, listen, as we finish these beers and say cheers, of course, we want to thank all of you for listening. Uh, please remember to like, rate, review, and share, uh, no matter where or what platform you're listening to us on. Again, check us out on patreon.com slash galacticdads for bonus episodes exclusive only to Patreon subscribers, and those are our uncensored after-hours episodes, mm -hmm. which are a lot of fun. Yeah, they're a hoot. Yeah. We love doing them. We love doing those. That and you get uh, super sweet Galactic Dad swag uh, and much, much more exciting content. And, uh, you know, honestly, if you guys want to go ahead and leave a little like, a little follow, a little rate, if you want to leave a review, take a few minutes, we would be eternally grateful. Yes, we would. I mean, we really would. It means a lot to us. And uh, you taking your time out to do so is, is huge to us. Uh, but anyway, till next episode, we want to thank all of you guys for listening. And uh, remember, cheers and keep cheers. on doing the dad thing.